And a very good morning to you. Welcome, Matt Noble, with us here this morning, who's uh, with ODOT. And Matt, good morning. Morning, Frank. How are you? Sorry about that, Matt. I just I just missed you. Say that again. That uh, morning, Frank. Happy to be here. How are you? See, you did that perfectly. Thank you so much. Hey, no uh, tell us a little bit about you, first of all, and uh, your history with ODOT. Sure. Uh, I'm coming up on my third year working with the agency, and uh, I do communication work for a couple different arms of ODOT. And one of my roles is to do communication on behalf of the ODOT Climate Office, which was formed in uh, spring 2020. All right. Well, if we have time, I'd like to get into that a little bit and find out a little bit more about the the Climate Office and your work in that. But uh, there's EV charging stations. Uh, Some argument against electric vehicles is that there aren't enough charging stations to make them reliable, useful for long trips across the state of Oregon. But as I understand it, more EV charging stations are coming, and it's going to start with Highway 97. Correct. Yeah. So starting this year, uh, Highway 97 is among three uh, highways and interstates around Oregon that we will be investing federal money into to build uh, new EV fast charging stations. So the other ones are Interstate 205 near Portland and uh, Interstate 5 south of Eugene. And the idea is to take all this federal money that is coming out of the bipartisan infrastructure law that was uh, signed and passed in uh, 2021. And that law is sending tens of millions of dollars to each of the 50 states to build uh, the same EV fast charging stations along each state's uh, major highways and interstates. So the idea is that uh, your charging experience, no matter where you are at one of these stations, will be roughly the same because they're all built to the same federal standards, right? So Oregon is set to receive $65 million from this federal bill uh, over the next five years. And as I said before, year one, uh, U.S. 97 is on the list for us to contract with private companies to then install and build and operate and maintain uh, brand new EV fast charging stations. About how many are supposed to be installed on 97? So 97, we're looking at about six charging stations along 97, and there's and uh, but there's two caveats for that because six kind of doesn't seem like a lot. However, each station will have four chargers each, so that means you know in total we'll have 24 new fast chargers along US 97. And then the other thing to keep in mind is that the stations need to be no more than 50 miles apart on any given you know, interstate or highway that they're installed on, and they have to be within one mile of an exit. So in the next couple of years, on 97, we'll have intervals of fast chargers all the way from 84 down to the border. So uh, it's very exciting, and we're looking forward to starting somewhere. Okay, from 84 down to the border, isn't that more than 300 miles? Something like that, yeah. I mean, there's there's a little wiggle room here and there for the uh, for the uh, where the stations can go because obviously we really want to make sure that we're taking local uh, uh, considerate local factors in, into consideration. You know, like geography and uh, the power and you know where the communities think these stations will be best uh, sited. So your goal is basically though to have 97 from top to bottom through the state have enough of these EV charging stations to where a vehicle could 
run that highway and uh, and be able to make it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That that really is the goal. And then and then I think another important issue or uh, thing we want to keep in mind is also uh, what are the local needs of the community, right? I mean, especially in Central Oregon. I mean, I'll bet you a lot of these uh, people who would like to charge probably have a new uh, EV truck because there's so many coming out these days. And so, thing, and so just simple considerations like, does the charging station have room for someone towing a trailer to pull up and charge at? And so we're really trying to think through uh, very localized uh, factors like that to make sure that the way we contract to have these stations built uh, really meets the needs of uh, the people who are going to actually be using them. FM News 100.1, KBND. We're talking to Matt Noble with ODOT about EV charging coming First of all, to Central Oregon. We're not used to getting treated this good. Usually it's the other side of the mountains that gets everything first. <laughs> no, no. I mean, I mean, really, the, the point of this program is to really spread charging around, of course, all of Oregon, but also all 50 states. Because, I mean, especially in more uh, rural areas or in certain underserved communities in Oregon, we've seen less uh, private investment in EV charging. And so that's what this all this federal money is going to help uh, fix is that it's, a, it's public investment in areas that really need uh, more access to EV charging. This might be a little out of your wheelhouse, but even anecdotally, can you get a feel for how uh, Oregon is adopting? What's the adoption rate of EV in Oregon or parts of Oregon as compared to the U.S.? Sure. So, I mean, well, you can look at it in two ways. We have latest sales data from a national firm uh, looking back at 21 or 2021 and earlier. So as of 2021, uh, Oregon was actually number two for EV sales. We're tied with Washington and Hawaii, uh, which is great news. I mean, California is first because California is always first for these things. But we're very excited to be number two. And um, we expect to be probably in the top five when the 2022 data comes out for sale. So um, that's really strong, encouraging news. But if you look at it from a registration side, which is a little bit of a different metric because, in theory, someone could buy a car out of state and then register it here, or maybe someone registered a car here and then moved and then the the registration lapsed. So if you look at net average uh, new EV registrations in Oregon, we averaged about 1,000 per month in 2022, which is... Also really strong, exciting news, and we're expecting that trend to uh, continue upward in 2023. Why the demand? Why do people buy for the, EVs? For the vehicles? Or? Yeah, for the vehicles. Why do people buy EVs? I think because, I mean, I think, I think it's a couple different camps. I mean, especially in, in the last several years, I think it's really been the those early adopters, which you have been pretty much every new exciting tech area. You have those folks that are really excited about it, who have the financial means to get in early, to really believe in these products early and help them develop for the masses. But most experts will tell you, and including our experts at ODOT, that we're at the tipping point right about now where the early adopters have their vehicles, the vehicles uh, are becoming a little more cheap and a little more affordable for more people, so we should be an accelerated adoption curve over the next couple of years as more people opt into them. Because I think, I mean, you know, with high gas prices the last, you know, year or two, and, uh, you know, I think more people understanding that uh, 
climate change is here and it's real and it's affecting Oregon. I mean, our wildfires are worse every year. We have flooding and other negative impacts of climate change. So I think people are looking for ways that they can help on an individual level to reduce emissions and and electric vehicle is a great way to do that. How is the Oregon Department of Transportation involved in climate? We've only got about a minute a left. Give me kind of an overview there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a couple of different ways. So kind of like I said earlier, we uh, established a climate office in early 2020, and they uh, helped the agency look at the bigger picture of how we are responding to climate change and reducing emissions. And so, as we've been talking about, EV infrastructure is a great way to reduce emissions from transportation because, obviously, EVs don't emit tailpipe emissions, which is great. Um, ODOT is also responsible for infrastructure for uh, people who bike, walk, or roll to their destinations. Um, I know our Safe Routes to School program is a great example of that. People may have heard of that in their area. And also, we're, we're also looking at how we can reduce emissions ourselves from our agency, right? What different materials can we use in our construction projects? What different fuels can we use in our vehicles and our in our projects? So we, as an agency, are contributing less um, to emissions. And then finally, I'll say that we have a, a lot of very smart people working for us who are doing a lot of uh, very exciting research and different kinds of uh, factors for climate change. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty uh, it's a pretty wide ranging subject here at ODOT these days. It does sound like it. It's uh, it's quite an interesting topic. And Matt, we really appreciate your time in helping us get uh, more acquainted with this. When will this um, project uh, start with the charging stations along ninety seven? Thank you for asking. That's a great point. So we're writing the contracts this spring. Uh, right now, we're going to be holding uh, open houses in all the our online open houses in all those communities. So people can go to o.openhouse.org, and then they can learn about they can learn all about the project, all about the project in their area, and then we should have the contracts done and signed and you know uh, awarded later this year. And so we hope we could break ground before the end of the year. Can't make any promises. Things can move slow, supply chain issues, but um, we're hopeful. All right, Matt Noble with ODOT, our guest this morning. Matt, great to talk to you. Thank you. Likewise, Frank. Happy to be here. FM News 100.1, 1110 KBND.